<laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. I saw Robin Williams do it in Good Morning Vietnam, and that one is like the best movie I've ever seen him in. It is amazing. <laughs> I am your host, Sarah Jane, of course. So let's jump in the trenches and let's get into this. Yes, it's Renegade Times. Let's go. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, links will be down in the description below. Yes, thank you, and get yourself some merch. Love yourself and get yourself something to make yourself look good. That's all I'm saying. Let's get right into that dirty old rag of politics. Let's just do it. Let's get it over with. Rip the band-aid off. So as far as I know about the Trump um, arrest, I don't know if they actually arrested him yet. I would have to figure this out real quick. Um, but the evidence um, that he had at um, Mar-a-Lago from his, like his home in Mar-a-Lago, I guess, his Mar-a-Lago home, I don't know how you say that, um, I guess was classified documents and so they want to arrest him in order to, you know, make sure that information is still safe and concealed. So before I get into this, um, you know, article. I'm gonna see if I can find uh, like the reason why they want Trump for real in jail. <sighs> okay. Well, I read the article all the way through, and Spotify decided to be a dick and not let me have the recording. So basically what's going on is that Trump is waiting for his arrest down in Florida in his Mar-a-Lago home, and he is also being charged for um, having a probe in Georgia so that he could flip the 2020 election. Um, also, I would assume the documents that he did have in his Mar-a-Lago home, along with somebody he paid hush money to who ended up being a porn star. I, there's a lot. There's a lot. But he has told, like, his followers on Twitter and the people who support him, the American people who support him, to protest to make sure that, you know, their voices are heard with this, um, I don't really feel like rereading this article just because of the fact that Spotify decided to lose it, lose this recording, but there is another article that I'm going to be talking about that I'm going to be reading, so hopefully that will make up for some stuff and all of that, because uh, that was a very long article, so we're just, we're just, we're just gonna, we're just gonna go to the next one one is, I didn't realize that DeSantis and Trump did not like each other. I didn't know that. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go to the next one. Um, apparently you know, Trump if Trump is arrested, he's not gonna be in a regular jail cell. Which, to me, I mean I understand. You know? But I don't understand. <laughs> I understand, but I don't understand. Like, I understand that, yes, he's an elite male. He's going to have some type of, like, gentle grip upon him because he is a very powerful man. But he is a powerful man. How do you expect him to stay in jail? Because he could 
literally just get out of jail by just flashing money at people. And to be honest, if it were anybody else, like Biden, listen, I'd get mad if Biden did that, but I don't think I would get mad at Trump for doing that. Just because I I'm, I am a Trump supporter. I've been a Trump supporter ever since he became president. Um, before then, I did have some problems with him just because he was a rich man and, you know, he thought the world of himself and stuff like that. But that was before I knew his politics. He really did help a lot of... Um, a lot of underdeveloped neighborhoods. He made America a self-reliant country. He actually used the pipeline in Canada in order to support America. And nobody really had a problem with that except for the Democrats. Uh, he didn't ask for money from Russia or um, China. He ended up making America uh, an independent country again. And I really loved that about him. Um, and He's also a no-filter motherfucker. You know that I have a weak spot for men and women that actually have no filter and decide to say it like they mean it. And I love that. I love that about Trump and I think the reason why, you know, a lot of people liked him as president is because he actually told the truth. He chose to tell the truth about you know, what was going on in uh, the the world. And he, he believed that, you know, the people deserved to know what was going on. But we're going to go right into this um, other article. And uh, let's see if I can keep this one. Damn. Trump allegedly allegedly intentionally concealed existence of classified documents at Mar-a-Lago from his lawyers. So this is a report. So after this report was published, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals stayed uh, Howell's order uh, temporarily on Tuesday night and ordered a rapid series of filings with deadlines that must be met by Trump by Trump's team within a matter of hours, Politico reported. Prosecutors in one of the federal criminal investigations into former President Trump's alleged, um, allegedly showed last week that he had sufficient evidence that Trump intentionally concealed uh, the existence of classified material at his Mar-a-Lago home from his own legal team. Uh, according to a U.S. federal judge who was overseeing the case up to or up until late last week. According to ABC News, sources described the contents of a sealed filing last week from U.S. Judge Beryl Howell, uh, who on Friday stepped down as the D.C. District Court's uh, chief judge. Howell wrote that special counsel Jack Smith's office had made a prima facie, I don't know how you say that, I know it's a, it's a prima facie, I don't know how you say that, I really don't, it's a legal thing, but anyway, showing that the former president had committed uh, criminal violations. Uh, and that Trump's lawyers could now be forced to testify um, because the evidence effectively revokes attorney-client privileges. Okay. Shame on fake news, ABC, for uh, broadcasting illegally leaked false allegations from a never, from a never Trump, uh, now former chief judge against the Trump legal team, a Trump spokesperson, said to ABC News. The real story here is that fake news ABC should be reporting on is the that the prosecutors only attack lawyers when they have no case whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Howell ordered uh, in her uh, in her seated filing that Trump attorney Evan Corcoran uh, uh, needs to comply with a grand jury subpoena to testify uh, and that he must turn over numerous records uh, 
related to uh, what she described as an alleged criminal scheme. Howell said that while prosecutors showed enough evidence to revoke a Corin's client attorney privilege, uh, they would still need to present uh, evidence that meets a higher standard to charge and get a conviction against the former president. The report said that the criminal investigation into Trump's uh, handling of classified material is focused on determining whether Trump's lawyers falsely uh, certified that all classified material had been returned to the U.S. government in response to grand jury subpoena and determining if Trump sought to conceal those materials. Federal authorities recovered classified material during a search of the property in June 2022, and Trump's legal team uh, signed a written statement that the time, uh, that time certifying that all classified material had been revoked or removed from the property. Two months later, FBI uh, raided Mar-a-Lago and found additional materials marked as classified. See, the thing is, is that I don't trust the fucking FBI. You do, you, you guys do realize that they stole the black boxes from the planes that crashed into the Twin Towers during 9-11. They didn't want to let you guys know that that was an inside job, so... What would make you guys, uh, <clears throat> what would make you guys think that this isn't an inside job in order for a remarkable president, former president, to not run again? Like, they, they really don't want him in office again. That, that is my take on it. Yes. Is it biased? Maybe. You know, it's fine. Um, I just think that the government is dirty and low and disgusting and very dis- no, manipulate, excuse me. <laughs> They'll do anything <clears throat> to manipulate the people um, in order to stay scared, uh, to sway one way instead of the other sort of thing. And this, this actually might be a thing, you know? Uh, maybe the whole thing was planted. The documents that uh, were found during the raid were probably planted. We don't know. Okay, former Trump White House lawyer Eric Hirschman reportedly warned that Trump uh, in late 2021 that he could face serious legal repercussions if he did not return the U.S. government records that he took, uh, took with him after he left office. Before Trump's term ended, Patrick Philbin, deputy counsel to the president, was named Trump's representative to handle uh, matters with the National Archives along with the White House counsel, Pat Cipollin. Cipollin? Okay, I don't know. Anyway, uh, once the National Archives realized that, the, that some of Trump's White House records were missing, they reportedly contacted Philbin uh, for help getting him getting them back. Uh, according to the New York Times, Philbin reportedly tried to keep the National Archives uh, retrieve the material, but was allegedly blocked by Trump. Um, Trump faces additional legal jeopardy in three other criminal investigations into him, including a federal investigation into the efforts to stay in power uh, after the 2020 election, investigation into Georgia into his efforts to stay in power after the 2020 election, and investigation in New York into an alleged 130000 hush money payment to porn actress Stormy Daniels. Alright, that's a lot. The thing is, is that we always see Republicans on the chopping block for the same things that Democrats have done. Biden was also, you know, he was also accused of the very same thing in his Delaware home. He has 
classified documents that he should not be having in his home. We had emails that Hillary had given out that were not supposed to be shared, but she shared them anyways. Why aren't they fucking arrested? Why aren't they arrested? Is it just because they're the fucking elite and they can do whatever the fuck they want? Well, guess what? Fuck you. Listen, I hate that. That's injustice. That is disgusting. So if you want to treat a Republican that way, I would love to see Hillary behind bars along with Biden. Alright, I would love to see that. Along with Nancy Pelosi because she's fucking ugly. And Maxine Waters just because she doesn't know how to fucking actually defend anything the right way. Those are the assholes that need to be in jail. Not Trump. I mean, to be honest, okay, like I said, it could have been planted. They could have actually been given the National Archives could have actually been given those documents and because they hate Trump so much because of what they what he did in the White House they have decided to just lie and say oh we didn't get them back and so they go ahead and plant the documents back in his Mar-a-Lago home and that's why he is going under this trial situation is it elaborate? Is it ridiculous? Yes. But, I mean, we've seen ridiculous things that the government has done already. I don't think there is any type of level of ridiculousness that they will not go to in order to make sure that a Republican, a good man, ends up in jail for something that he may or may not have done. Then again, you know, maybe it is true that Trump did this and maybe he did it for a good reason. I don't know. I don't know all the answers, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I do. Ted Cruz continues to surprise me even more and more. We're going to talk about him going up against, uh, what, I don't know. Let's just, he's going up against digital currency. So for those of you who don't know, um, there is a thing out there that everybody uh, in the elite or the government wants is a digital central bank currency, which means that you would, you wouldn't have to use your card or paper money in order to pay for things. Everything is in your own body, like it's a microchip sort of thing, and um, yeah, that's not okay to me at all. But anyway, um, yeah, simply a bad idea. Ted Cruz introduces bill to stop creation of a central bank digital currency. So, Senator Cruz, Republican of Texas, uh, introduced a bill on Tuesday that would prevent the Federal Reserve and the Biden administration for establishing a central bank digital currency. Opponents of a potential central bank digital currency observe that the asset, which would be uh, managed by the Federal Reserve and tethered to the value of the dollar, may increase government surveillance and control of private citizens. The legislation submitted by Ted Cruz, uh, as well as Senator Mike Braun and Senator Chuck uh, Grassley, uh, would ban monetary policy makers from implementing the technology. The federal government has no authority to uh, unilaterally establish a central bank currency, Cruz remarked uh, in a press release. This bill goes a long way in the making... Uh, I'm sorry... It goes a long way in making sure the government doesn't attempt to centralize or control cryptocurrency and instead allows to thrive in the United States. Uh, we would be empowering entrepreneurs, enabling innovation, and increasing individual freedom, not shifting it. So Ted noted that the Federal Reserve could effectively establish itself as a retail bank 
and monitor the transactions of all Americans um, should officials create a central bank digital currency. Uh, he asserted that the centralization of financial information excuse me, would also leave the nation vulnerable to cyber attacks and uh, resultant economic disruption. He's not wrong, though. Whenever something is digitized, whether or not you believe in the Mark of the Beast or not, I do. Uh, just to get it out of the way, I don't think that the microchip or whatever they're talking about is going to be the Mark of the Beast. But I do believe it is a test run for whatever's going to happen. I don't necessarily believe in the rapture rapture. Um, how Christians will be spared of um, turmoil because Christians have been suffering for a very long time. I don't think God would, you know, exempt us this one time. I don't know. Um, but when it comes to, like, the Mark of the Beast and shit, listen, it, this ain't the Mark of the Beast, but it will be soon. You know what I mean? Yes, I am one of those people. It's fine if you don't believe me. It's cool. It's fine. But nascent nations such as China, um, Australia, Japan, India, Russia, and South Korea are all exploring central bank digital currencies such or which have already been established in the Bahamas, Nigeria, and Jamaica, according to a report from the Atlantic Council, sizable majorities and supermajorities of Americans oppose the adoption of the central bank currency, especially of if the technology induced the end of physical cash or permitted the government to monitor uh, financial transactions, according to the top-line survey results of the Cato Institute. Uh, shared last week with the Daily Wire. So, yeah, with um, anything technical, technological, technical, anything with technology, there's always going to be a downfall because technology, though we think is sleek and very efficient, which it is in some cases, but when it comes to currency and digital currency, I just, um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the case where I say that this could introduce the Mark of the Beast. We're just going to leave that there. We're going to leave that aside for a moment. Uh, when it comes to technology, there's always going to be a downfall. Um, because techno technology is not perfect. As many people think that it is perfect, it is not perfect. It is going to have its flaws. And um, I think a lot of American people believe and like the idea of technology taking over because it would make our lives easier and all this other shit, but does it really mean... I, I, honestly, I'm, I'm old school. I, I want to read a book. I want to pay for cash money. I choose not to watch TV, um, local television in my own hometown just because you know, I could be programmed and all of that stuff. I'm a conspiracy theorist. I have my, you know, certain beliefs. So I just believe that certain old ideals and old, you know, traditions and things that we've been doing should stay in place in order to keep us safe. There, There is a reason why we have cash is because a lot of people like to pay in cash. We prefer to be, you know... We prefer to pay in cash a lot of the time. Um, paying in card is fine, but when it comes to digital currency, a lot of people have been robbed of their digital currency. There's been a lot of stuff with cryptocurrency that's been going on, and even millionaires of cryptocurrency have been killed because of this, for being millionaires off the grid, you know, and... Yeah, no. Technology will always have its downfalls. Anyway. President Joe Biden has supported the study of a possible central uh, bank digital currency and launched a whole-of-government approach to addressing the risks and harnessing the potential benefits of digital assets and their underlying technology. The Federal Reserve um, recently 
conducted a simulation with City MasterCard. Oh, fuck. BNY, Mellon, and other <coughs> um, companies to determine the feasibility of payments between financial institutions uh, using a central bank digital currency. The American people ought to be able to spend their money how they choose without the possibility <coughs> that every transaction could be tracked by the government. <clears throat> Grassley commented in the press release. What the hell is wrong with my voice? <clears throat> um, allowing the government to centralize um, Americans' financial information and increase surveillance of Americans' financial activity is simply a bad idea, Braun added. Let's see. The encroachment on financial liberties uh, by government actors is indeed a core concern among skeptics of central bank digital currencies who have noted that such restrictions on private commerce have already occurred in uh, response to political expression. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked emergency powers last year to freeze and freeze the personal corporate bank accounts of individuals involved with demonstrations against the nation's vaccine mandates. <sighs> okay, see, I don't know how much I can say about that shit, like that little bit right there, that little bitch that just decided to come up in this fucking uh, article. Like, how dare Trudeau do that? Like, I don't know the laws in Canada... I don't, but don't they have the right to protest to some degree? Why are you taking away their financial freedom? Like, fuck you, Trudeau. Like, fuck you up the ass with a golf club. Like, fuck you. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. I just, I can't, I can't stand that. That's awful. Central bank digital currencies could emerge as a point of contention uh, in the forthcoming Republican presidential primary race, Vivek Rams Ramswamy, an asset management executive and former pharmaceutical and entrepreneur who is running an issues-based campaign, has pressed every Republican candidate to denounce the digital assets. Governor Ron DeSantis, Republican of Florida, unveiled a proposal this week designed to prohibit the use of central bank digital currencies in Florida and encouraged other states to follow suit. The, govern the Governor Christy Noem, uh, Republican of South Dakota, vetoed legis legislation that would have classified the asset as money in South Dakota. Neither DeSantis nor Noem have officially declared their candidacy for the Republican nomination. We got some weird Republicans coming out. We got we got some people that we haven't heard of that want to be in the race. Alright, here's the last one in this section, and then we can go to have some fun in the next sections. Anyway, Rolling Stone allegedly admitted child porn accusations in story about FBI raid on journalist report. Okay. Rolling Stone magazine allegedly admitted references to child pornography in a report from the publication late last year about the FBI's raid on the ABC News journalist. NPR reported that the Rolling Stone editor-in-chief Noah uh, Shatchman, Satchman uh, edited the story from reporter Tatiana Siegel uh, or former ABC News national security producer James Gordon Meek uh, who has arrested who was arrested earlier this year on child pornography charges. The report had uh, said that Satchman told Seagal, or Siegel, whatever, uh, not to use the words child pornography in her article. Is that what it was, though, bitch? Is that what it was? Um, Satchman 
has reportedly always been skeptical of government sources and did not believe that the reporter had solid enough resources to be able to claim that the raid had something to do with child pornography. Um, according to the NPR report, Satchman also re instructed those involved with selecting the photo for the story to use a photo of the FBI and not of Meek. Um, the Meek case was particularly a complex one, and the editorial choices made while covering it weren't always simple or easy, Rolling Stone's parent company Penske Media said in a statement. So Rolling Stone stuck it to a simple principle, um, publish in the moment as much information as it could confidently substantiate. Uh, let's see, Meek 53 of Arlington, Virginia, uh, was arrested at the end of January after the file hosting service Dropbox tipped off uh, authorities about five suspected videos of child sex exploitation material in an account. The information was ultimately received by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, Washington Field Office's Child Exploitation and Human Trafficking Task Force. Wow. Excuse me. I just had breakfast. And I had to take a break from that. That gave me a headache. FBI authorities conducted a raid of Meek's um, residence in April 2022, and let's see, he registered shortly after. Law enforcement seized multiple devices that allegedly contained evidence of the transportation of images of child sexual abuse. Um, authorities said in a news release, according to the court documents, devices belonging to the producer allegedly contained images depicting children engaged in sexually explicit conduct and multiple chat conversations uh, with users engaged in sexually explicit conversations where they, the participants expressed enthusiasm for sexual abuse of children. I don't have the energy to get pissed off today. Really. In two of those conversations, a username allegedly associated with Meek received the um, received and distributed child sex abuse materials through the internet-based uh, messaging platform. Uh, the statement reads: Prosecutors claimed that they found pornographic images on the producer's iPhone 8, iPhone 6, an external hard drive and laptop depicting the abuse of children as young as a toddler. Fuck you. Like, fuck you with a whole damn tree. And I hope every single orifice ends up sprouting its branches through your fucking body. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. You will be a skin suit for a fucking tree, bitch. Meek's iPhone 8 allegedly contained messages of child pornography exchanged with another alleged pedophile. Um, have you caught that motherfucker too? Because I have a very, very... I have some choice words for that motherfucker too. Like, mm. Um... In the messages Rolling Stone reported uh, on in February 2023, Meek allegedly appeared to confess to previously abusing children. Oh, okay, so you guys just decided to, like, let that happen until this happened? He allegedly appeared to confess to previously abusing children, so he ended up confessing, and y'all didn't do a fucking thing until he got fucking arrested. <clears throat> You're part of the problem, goddammit. Have you ever raped a toddler girl? It's amazing. Oh my god, that's what he said. He allegedly wrote in one exchange, Rolling Stone reported. Oh, oh my god, that... Thank <laughs> you. 
These people are way too fucking confident with not being caught. And I hate it. I hate that they're so fucking cocky in saying shit like this. If he is con- He should be convicted just because he said that. I don't care if it was in joke form. You don't fucking say shit like that, you dumbass. If convicted, Meek faces a mandatory minimum of five years in prison and a maximum penalty of 20 years. It's not nearly enough. Not nearly fucking enough. Not enough at all. Not enough. Not enough. Like I said, life sentence, chemical castration, and him being sent to the lowest circle of hell to be Satan's little bitch. That's my order. That's my order. Like, if I was a judge, people would hate me if I was a fucking judge. Oh, you're a pedophile? Life in prison. The rest of your goddamn life. You will be institutionalized. Good God. You will be institutionalized so much that you will be begging to go back to jail, bitch. Fuck you. Man, I had to put this one in here. This one had to be first. This one had to be first. (laughs) Two Northeast Ohio cities top list of best places to live in 2023. Um, I can tell you right now, if Ohio is in here, or I mean, if Toledo is in here, I will be shocked. (laughs) Anyway... Um, Skater Heights, Ohio, or now Shaker Heights, Ohio, um, and Pepper Pike topped, I don't even know these two cities. Anyway, uh, the list of the best places to live in Ohio recently after the website Niche, uh, released their 2023 rankings on Monday. Oh, I need to see the 2023 rankings. I really need to see. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, ranking 1 and 2, respectively, Shaker Heights and Pepper Pike, uh, came out on top, scoring high ranks um, and the grades in a long list of factors uh, which can be seen here. Oh yeah, no, a Toledo is not even in the top 10 or top 5. Let me see, let me see, let me see. I need to see. <laughs> anyway, Uh, The top five places to live in Ohio are as follows. Shaker Heights, Pepper Pike, Oakwood or Dayton, um, Madeira, which is in Cincinnati, and Blue Ash, which is also in Cincinnati. So, um, a report card for each city has provided giving a grade to each of the 12 different categories. The grades of Shaker Heights and Pepper Pike can be seen below. Shaker Heights is uh, an A- in um, public schools, housing B plus, good for families A plus, jobs B plus, cost of living B plus, um, or B. Sorry, outdoor activities is an A minus. Crime and safety is not available. What? Wait, wouldn't? <laughs> why? Why is that not available? Like, okay, nightlife is an A. Diversity is an A. Weather C. Uh, health and fitness is an A, and commute is an A. Pepper Pike is an A+, with public schools being an A+, housing being an A. Good for families, A+, jobs, A+. Cost of living, B. Outdoor activities, A-. Crime and safety is a B, which is actually really cool that they actually graded this one. Um, so nightlife is an A-, diversity is B, weather is a D+. plus. <laughs> Um, health and fitness is A+, and commute is an A-. So, 2023 marks the ninth year uh, Niche has provided these rankings. You can view a full breakdown of the list with report cards and additional rankings here. I am going to see what Toledo kind of, you know, ranks. I need to see it. Let's see. I want to view the map. 
Shaker Heights, Pepper Pike, Oakwood, uh, Medaria, Blue Ash. Ottawa Hills is number six. Ottawa Hills. That is in Toledo, Ohio. So that's number six. So we didn't break the top five, but we did break into around the top ten. We're number six around Ottawa Hills. And to be honest, Ottawa Hills is a very, very expensive area. Um, I call it, I don't really call it anything. Let me stop trying to make up a name. Um, it's just a richer, uh, area. If you go through, you'll see just big ass mansions. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Marymount, uh, which is in Cincinnati. Uh, Granville, Salon, South Russell, Bexley, Kenwood. Um, Dublin. Worthington, Wyoming is in Cincinnati, Montgomery, uh, number 17 is Upper Arlington, Mason, Rocky River, 16 Mile Stand is number 20. So yeah, that's cool. Um, so technically, it is just a, I don't, can it be a suburb of Toledo, Ottawa Hills being a suburb? I feel like it could be. Um, yeah, that's just a richer part of Toledo, and like I said, like if you turn from Ottawa Hills and go maybe 20 miles up a certain road, anywhere really, then you get to a poor, like, area um, in Toledo. So, fair, but kind of not fair, like I kind of under- I kind of already knew that, but I just didn't think we would break into the top tens, like, that's crazy. That's crazy. I'm very, very surprised. Well, speaking of the best places to live, Finland actually ranks number one in the world's uh, list of happiest places to live. And I guess Finland is actually giving away free trips to go there so you guys can find out why. That's really cool. If it will loan, will you loan? Oh, thank you. Finland is the world's happiest country now is giving away free trips to show travelers why. Finland has been named the happiest country in the world again. The Nordic country topped the world um, happiness report in 2023 published uh, by this week by the United Nations uh, Sustainable Development Solutions Network, which measures factors such as income, mental and physical health, and societal generosity. So, that's really cool. Um, I really like that. Anyway, um, according to the report, Finland continues to occupy the top spot for the sixth year in a row with a score that is significantly ahead of all other countries, but there is no national secret behind Finnish happiness and Heli Jimenez, senior director of the governmental uh, organization Business of Finland. There is a skill that can be learned, she said. Is it huga? Is it huga? Or, no, they, they don't have huga. They have another word for it. I think it's, uh, it's either like or fika. Whichever one. It's kind of the same concept as Huga, but um, to prove this, a country the country is giving away free trips to Finland for a four-day masterclass on Finnish philosophy and life balance. There, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. I know they have Fika there, or um, there's many different like life concepts that Scandinavia has kind of like made into um, a lifestyle there. So. Um, one of those, uh, that is famously known as Huga, and Huga is just a, 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 your way of comfort. It's a way of creating an atmosphere that is comfortable to you and is very, um, just very relaxing and tranquil. So, um, there's different, like, principles that a lot of people in Scandinavia believe in, and Sisu is actually one of, uh, the... Uh, principles that Finland actually believes in and it's all it's all about like fighting for what you want to have in life um, but 
a happiness masterclass. Uh, Finland's first masterclass of happiness will be held from June 12th to the 15th at the Kuru Resort, a luxury lakeside retreat in southern Finland. Um, according to Visit Finland, expert coaches will offer four themes in four days, nature and lifestyle, health and balance, design and everyday, um, and food and well-being. The catch? Only ten people can attend. Damn it, I knew there was a cat. I knew there was a cat. Damn it. I wanted to go. Anyway, uh, for those who are chosen, the cost for the class plus travel expenses will be covered. That's amazing. I want to go so bad. Applications to attend the master class are open uh, from now through April 2nd. Interested travelers need to fill out a form and complete a social media challenge showing why you may secretly be a Finn. Listen, let me do mine right now. I love Finn. Well, I kind of love Finland, y'all. There's one thing that I don't like about y'all, and listen, I have to be honest with myself. You guys don't support Jewish businesses. That that's that's my problem with y'all. But the rest the rest of it is just amazing. So pick me, okay? <laughs> anyway, uh, those who are not chosen to attend in person need not worry. According to the country's tourism authority, visit Finland. Um, Adding that the masterclass will be available online later this summer. Why is Finland so happy? Jimenez uh, said that she is often asked why Finns are so happy for her. It stems from a close relationship with nature and their own down-to-earth lifestyle. The Finnish CEO of the customer feedback company, Happy or Not, Mika Makatalo, agreed. Okay. We nurture our work-life balance, uh, believe in our society, and dedicate time to benefiting from the proximity to nature, he said. Finns have a philosophy called Sisu, um, an amalgamation al of perseverance, um, resilience, and keeping problems in perspective. But he also said that the concept of Sisu... Um, plays an important role. Finns have a philosophy called Sisu, um, an amalgamation, amalgamation of perseverance, resilience, and keeping problems in perspective, he said. Sisu defines our national uh, character and is recognizable and accepted to concept or a concept um, to Finns as the American dream might be to residents of the USA. He said the word has no English equivalent, but um, it involves pushing one's own boundaries and approaching seemingly insurmountable challenges head-on. Uh, this philosophy certainly underpins our national happiness and sense of purpose, he said. It keeps our spirits high. Happiness rankings by country. Let's see, the United Nations World Happiness Report ranks countries based on average life evaluation scores from 2020 to 2022, according to the report of the life evaluations that are based in on a six-month factor. Income, physical, I'm sorry, six main factors, income, physical, and mental health, social, rap, social support, um, generosity, uh, corruption levels and freedom to live without discrimination. So we have a top 20 list of the most happiest countries. So let, let us go. Finland, of course, is first. Denmark, Iceland. Listen, Iceland is always going to be either the top three or top five. Always, always. I just know it. Um, Israel, which is very interesting. It's very interesting just because there's a lot of controversy going on right now in Israel, but yet they still have that resilience. They, they, I love you, Israel. I just love you so much. You have made it into the top four. Actually, into the top five. You're number four. But, oh my god, that's amazing. Anyway, number five is the Netherlands. Sweden, 
uh, six, seven, Norway, eight, Switzerland, uh, nine is Luxembourg, ten is New Zealand, eleven is Austria, twelve is Australia, thirteen, Canada, fourteen, Ireland. That's nice. I love that. Um, number fifteen is the United States. I thought I would think that the United States would be the most unhappiest place on earth, really. But uh, number sixteen is Germany. Seventeen, Belgium. Um, number eighteen is Czechia. I want to say it could be the Czech Republic or near it. I, I'm really sorry. So number 19 is the United Kingdom and 20 is Lithuania, which that one's even surprising too. You never really get a lot of news from Lithuania either. But um, according to the report, life evaluation averages uh, this year are remarkably resilient with global averages from the past three years similar to those from before the pandemic. Afghanistan and Lebanon are at the end of the list, however, according to the report, average life evaluations in both countries, 1.8 and 2.4, um, respectively, on a scale that turns, or uh, that runs from 0 to 10. Wow. Well, congrats, Finland, for being the happiest country. That's really cool. And congrats to Israel being the top, being in the top five. That's amazing. That, that, that's amazing. love Spotify for podcasters. They never terminate my recording if it's too long. They never do that. They never do that. They they never do that, guys. Okay. You guys like sci-fi? Because I do. And we're going to look at the five incredible science fiction trilogies that you won't want to miss. So, we're going to skip the intro like I do all the time. So, first one is the Broken Earth series by N.K. Jemisin. <clears throat> yes, okay. So, the fifth season, the world is ending... And Essen must find her missing daughter while dealing with the horrors of a broken civilization and her own secret powers. Number two is the Eternal Sky Trilogy by Elizabeth Baer. <clears throat> Range of Ghosts, which is one of the books, <laughs> follows a prince named Tamir who must gather Ali ally, sorry, and reclaim his throne while navigating a world of magic politics and dangerous enemies. Number three is the Heartland Trilogy. I think that's... Ugh. Oh, it's number four. It's number four. I'm sorry. Oh, just listen to that. That's the background music of Toledo, everybody. I don't know what to think about this. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the Heartland Trilogy by Chuck Wedding. Um, the, under the European sky, a group of teenagers living in a dystopian future must fight against a powerful corporation that controls the food supply and exploits the poor. Wow, I like that one. I'm gonna have to get that one. The Radich Trilogy by Anne Leckie. So... The Ancillary Justice, a former AI soldier named Burke, uh, <clears throat> seeks revenge against the ruler of Radich Empire. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Um, who betrayed her and uh, destroyed her ship? Yeah, okay. That's it. That's it for the randomness. Alright, so this next one is about Israel. So we're into world news. It's been a while since I've been uh, doing world news. I decided to recover it today. We are only going to do one country just because I don't have enough time for three of them. I am sorry. 
So, <clears throat> Israel signals military strike against Iran possible uh, if uranium enrichment tops 60%. <clears throat> Israel officials signaled to the Biden administration and several European countries in, on Wednesday that the nation's military forces and uh, could strike against Iran if it enriches uranium levels over 60%. Above, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, according to a senior Israeli official who spoke to Axios, defense forces have been per- preparing for possible military attack against Iran to prevent Tehran's Tehran's, um, growing nuclear program for expanding after Iran amassed 87.5 grams of 60% enriched uranium. If that level reaches 90% of weapon-grade uranium, investigators of an international atomic energy agency report warn Iran could use the radioactive metal <clears throat> used as fuel uh, to create at least one nuclear bomb which they could which they call clear western political red line the report further noted that iran can now break out and produce enough weapon grade enriched uranium for a nuclear weapon in 12 days using only three advanced uh, centrifuge cascades and half of its existing stock for 60% enriched uranium. Israeli officials, however, do not want to set the 90% enrichment level uh, as a red line. Alright. Let's see here. The report further noted that Iran uh, can now break out and produce enough weapon-grade enriched uh, uranium for a nuclear weapon in 12 days using only three advanced centrifuge cascades. Okay. Um, Israeli officials, however, do not want to set the 90% enrichment level as a red line to uh, prevent Iranian forces from amassing uranium just short of weapons-grade. The Iranians totally uh, internalized our position and they know what our red line is, a second Israeli official recently told reports. Israel officials denounced the amount of enriched uranium as uh, meaningful to Axios, noting that Tehran did not amass the material at that level. However, the atomic energy agency continues investigating Iran's uh, underground Fordo nuclear site. Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> the remarks from the uh, from Israel came less than 24 hours after a retired uh, Israel military general said he said the window to prevent an Israeli strike against Iran's nuclear program is closing quickly. Uh, retired uh, Brigadier General Amir Aviv says that the United States retreat from the Middle East, which has allowed China and Russia to move in, quickly limits Israel's options for avoiding conflict. Israel's time frame for launching a strike um, against Iran has shortened to potentially uh, as little as a few months. And Israel's strike against Iran is bad for everybody, but this is, at the moment, uh, what's going to happen, and maybe happen in three months, in six months, maybe a year, Aviv told the Washington Free Beacon. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu voiced uh, concerns over Iran's progress towards uh, becoming a nuclear power at a national security conference in February. Um, Let's see here. Uh, the only thing that has credibly stopped the rogue nations from developing nuclear weapons is a credible military threat to a credible military action, Netanyahu said. You can couple that with clipping um, economic sanctions, but that's not a sufficient condition. 
so I'm gonna cut this up in two parts. Okay, the only reason why I did that is because uh, lately Spotify for Podcasters has been just quitting while I read, and it's really annoying. But uh, with the possibility to military strike against Iran, Axios um, reported two Israeli officials and said Netanyahu uh, and Defense Minister Yelv Gallant asked <clears throat> U.S. Secretary the State of State. Lloyd Austin, during his recent visit to Israel to fast-track the delivery of the four KC-46 tankers which Israel purchased from the U.S. last year. According to the officials, uh, Israel uh, has requested access to the tanks by the end of 2024. Um, Austin told Netanyahu and Gallant that the U.S. would attempt to deploy planes over Israel but could face challenges due to the needs of the U.S. military, um, the officials told Axios. Wow. I love you, Israel. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in the trenches next time.